Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. You know the websites. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. I am part of an umbrella podcast, a great gathering of like-minded individuals, allthingscomedy.com. And I just remembered one that I didn't say last week. There's like 30 excellent podcasts over there, including Tom Papa's podcast, Papa, Come to Papa, it might be called. Some show of his was called Come to Papa because his name's Tom Papa, and he's super funny. And I've been meaning to have him on the Dork Forest. It hasn't happened. Go over to All Things Comedy. Listen to his podcast over there, allthingscomedy.com, at allthingsrecords.com. They have uh, made it possible for you to buy my DVD special, one hour, of me doing stand-up comedy called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux for a $5 download fee. Knock yourselves out. If you want a hard copy, of course, you got to go to JackieCation.com, and you can get the CD of the same title or the DVD or any of my old CDs. This will make uh, an excellent horcrux. Uh, it's never going to be bread and circus people. Uh, the titles keep getting longer, is what I'm saying. Anyway, so you can get those at, at, at JackieCation.com. You can also get t-shirts, Dork Forest t-shirts. You can order a hoodie. I need people to actually order the green and brown Dork Forest t-shirts, because some people have ordered hoodies for the fall, and I don't have enough to make uh, an order at this time. So if you've always wanted one, now's the time. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to order them. Also on JackieCation.com, of course, there's the Amazon banner, which you have been using. And please continue to order things through Amazon by going to JackieCation.com and going through the Amazon banner, white above the trailer for my my hour special, and then just making an order like normal, and I get a kickback, and it's great. You can also donate to the show. If you enjoy the show and you want to donate, please do. Go for it. There's a donation button at DorkForest.com or JackieCation.com. And I'm hoping really for 100 bucks a year from everybody. But do whatever you want, or just order something, or uh, just tell everybody you know about it. And I'm on Twitter, at Jackie Cation. I am on Facebook, slash The Dork Forest. And there's also a Ranger of the Dork Forest group that you can ask to join, and um, me or Jane will let you join, as long as you don't post anything about shoes. Let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang with his girlfriend, Sarah. He composed it. They sang together. The theme to the Dork Forest. Mike will sing again the Mexican hat dance at the end. Patrick Brady fixes the audio. He will also, he also puts together the teaser videos, which are these great things on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Dork Forest. You can hear a clip of upcoming episodes or past episodes if you want to, uh, if that's the thing, how you want to help the show, tell a boatload of people about, go for that. And Vilmos fixes my website. If you want him to fix your website, check the link. Oh, I am doing stand up, of course. Uh, this week I'm going to be in Chicago at various zanies. I don't know why various, but that's the way it's going to be. And then I'm going to go visit my dad in Milwaukee, and then I'm going to come back to Los Angeles, do a couple of shows. There's one at IOS, there's one at the Downtown Theater. So, you've all done Vital Work. Right now, it's going to be my sister Darla, Darla Cashian, Darla Cashian, talking about RBC Dane Rauscher and socially responsible uh, investment plans. Because she's a smarty magoo, and she can help you if you need someone to invest uh, your bazillion dollars because she's good at it. And then we're going to have a show. Thanks for listening. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I am in my living room uh, with returning, but just by himself, Ben Acker, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me back. Have, having I thought you, back. you were going to call me returning champion, and I got Return- a little excited. Oh, Mike Schmidt would throw down. That's I don't know right. if you know. Uh, there's a wrestling episode that was more of a hostage situation earlier in the earlier in the season. Sure. Uh, if I had what seasons, season oh, I'm not. I'm. Fair. I seem to this. This will go, drop. It'll be uh, the eighth anniversary of doing the show. Wow. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank doing you very show. much. Uh, I don't do anything for it. Uh, a very you nice man that. named Tom Kirshner mm-hmm. would like me to do one of those after the Dork Forest things sure. where I do another 15 minutes of talking about talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I said, I love you dearly. I don't know how to, but I kind of want to do it. Have Chris Hardwick do it. Right. He's got plenty of free time. Super free time, but he doesn't, he's the after show guy. He's the after show. Well, I really want to do is after Louie. I want to uh, just sit with, for half an hour uh-huh. and rehash every single, just yeah. rehash an, an episode of Louis C.K. and talk about the life choices that are clearly being poorly made. Yes. And because I believe his sitcoms are all autobiographical. Sure. They're stand-up comedy in narrative form, mm-hmm. but these are things that he's done and happened. Or close enough. Yeah, and yes. has thought a great deal about if he mm-hmm. hasn't done them. And you're like, you are right not to have done that. Or... Oh, that's how you, that oh, would yeah, have acted the thought out. experiments. Yeah. Yeah. What if I had done this? Mm-hmm. Then my daughter would have gotten right. off the train. <laughs> boy, boy. Oh, so boy. Good. He's, it's, uh, it's amazing. They're fascinating glimpses into his psyche, but mm-hmm. it just makes you want to go, okay, I don't know how you get inner peace. And I swear to God, you'll still be hilarious, but you are seriously, yeah. it'll be okay, man. I just, I almost told a story. Like just now about just the now? Louis show. Yeah. Uh, because I felt like a thing happened to a friend of mine about being on it, but it was somebody else's story about Joan Rivers oh. uh, and her appearance on the Louis show. Oh, right, right. Uh, she might have been on the Casey St. Ange. It might have been. Right. It might have been, uh, Julie Klausner who talked about. Right. She did the show and then she, afterwards she was like, is, is Louis funny? Not my story. I right. thought it happened to me. Oh, there you go. But I wasn't in it. No, I, no. It's sometimes you're you're dipped around so many people with so many great stories. You're like, right. it kind of happened to me. Yeah, I read it. I so. co-op my sibling stories all the oh, time. Sure, you gotta. Those are mine. Those are yours. Nobody's yeah. gonna. They're not. Nobody's they're gonna n- meet them. Right, and they're never gonna use them. In their lives. Right. I think that's a David Sedaris line about his. One of his sisters had this, and it wasn't Amy. It was the one that's not a performer. Mm-hmm. Had this horrible oh. thing happen, and he's like reaching for her his notebook, nice. and she goes, "If you ever," and he had just told the story, and he goes, mm-hmm. and she goes, "If you ever tell this story, I'm never talking to you again." And he's like, and he's the worst. He's like, I'm the worst brother ever because I'm like. You're, it's a funny story. <laughs> a you're not, story. what are you going to do with it? You're going to sit on it and own it and have it form your personality right, and experience. Right, you're going to have it as When your... I was, when I was in kindergarten, uh, there was, I took a spelling test. Okay. And the first word on the spelling test was A, like they wanted you to understand a person did a thing and they wanted okay. you to know that's also a word besides being a letter. And it was, it did my head in a little bit because I'm, I'm like, it can't be as simple as it seems. Oh. So I wrote A in the margin in pencil and sat there and thought the whole spelling test. Like I went back to it like E, ah, A, what? I don't, it can't oh, be wow. as simple as it seems. And so finally like pencils down, papers in, I just erased A, wrote E, turned it in and got called to the principal's office. Now <laughs> that's not true. That story didn't happen to me. It oh, happened to my friend Ashley who told me, and I was like, that is hilarious, and started telling hilarious. it in the first person, <laughs> and she got really angry at me uh, because well. she's like, what if I meet one of your friends and tell the story? And they're like, you're a liar. That happened right, to Ben. Right, that happened to Ben. <laughs> so then I'm like, didn't happen to Ben. Friends. Right, exactly. Yeah. We, you were incarcerated different from those lives. people. Different lives. Different lives. So you were on the program, you and uh, uh-huh. Ben Blacker, which could not be. <laughs> why do you, why do you, No. We were on Louis. You were on Louis. Mm-hmm. We were on this program. And you were on uh, this program, The Dork Forest. Were you guys on Louis? No. I was going to say, you were not on Louis. No. I, it's, I, uh, there you go. I thought you were telling a story that happened to somebody oh, else. Right, right. That happened to me. Oh, the right. second person is a really undervalued person <laughs> outside of Choose Your Own Adventure and Which Way books. How did it, it just got taken away from me. I want to talk about your dorkdoms. Okay. But we're going to do it, but, but I'm going to tell people about Thrilling Adventure Hour, which right. they should know about. It's kind of dork about it. It's a, you, well, if you aren't, uh, I know people who are. <laughs> uh, one of um, my husband's best friends and a good, and a friend of mine, Ben, uh, Brian Tatoski, okay, uh, sure. is a virtual giant. Bri. At Virtual Brian. At Virtual Bry on mm-hmm. Twitter. You're, by the way, at BN Acker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, uh, and Ben Blacker, you guys did Thrilling Adventure Hour. And then it just, it built. And now it's a beautiful thing where everyone's involved. And it's a, it's a rate, it's radio drama and comedy mm-hmm. and radio, not drama. There's, it's mostly yuckety yucks, right? Drama right mixed in with the mixed yuckety yucks. We try and back to back some like, oof, my heart. Oh, <laughs> layers, yeah. layers. It's, layers. It's beautiful. Two layers. Exactly. So, but you and Blacker turned that into a graphic novel. Right. And, uh, and then that got you introduced to the world of writing comic books, I think. Is it was that a tie. How- Actually, we would, we were planning the graphic novel. We did a Kickstarter and we raised the funds to make a graphic novel, which right. was like the plan. How much right. does it cost to raise a graphic novel? 
I mean, I suppose it could be as much or as little as no, you'd like. No, it's not. I wish it were. There's oh. like publishing costs, and in order to do it right, you want to pay the artists of course. You know, a reasonable rate. Well, that's and what I think so where most of the money goes. So ours was 135 pages and 10 stories, so 10 artists at least. There were inkers, pencilers, yeah. coloring, word balloons is a thing. And so, like, I, th- I mean, we didn't – We I think we asked for $55,000, and that covered it. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So fifty-five. I thought you were going to say one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, and I was like, "What just happened?" Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to make a movie. Yeah. And uh, we did so. make it. We ended up having push goals, and we made a, a film, oh, like a documentary. We shot kind of? a uh, we shot a behind-the-scenes documentary that mm-hmm. was on the Nerdist uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Excuse me. And we also made a uh, one night a concert film. Oh, okay. That uh, we're still working out some of the finer points of Editing. getting that to the people. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's we're on the road to being. Yeah, yeah. Having a concert film. Oh, very nice. That is hilarious. Where did you shoot that in Los Angeles? At Largo. At Largo in Los Angeles. Special dispensation from Largo at the Cornet in Los Angeles, California, America. Because he doesn't do that or? He doesn't do that very often. Oh, fair enough. Well, good for him for being, because he's a good sport. Yes. And, uh, seven and a half minutes in, I have yet to discuss. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. And so Two N's and an E. Yes. And then what are we doing it wrong? Are we doing podcasting wrong? Yeah. Oh, that is that that is the joy of podcasting. It cannot be done. It's a beautiful thunderbolts. Flash Gordon. Call Daniel. In. Uh, do we have a caller? Uh, oh, I used to have. I a, almost. A lo- I almost said a thing. <laughs> I almost said a thing. What? We were planning the Kickstarter video. Uh, oh. The Kickstarter video. The Kickstarter campaign to do the graphic novel. Right. Before it's finished, uh, an editor at Marvel Comics named Jordan White. Yeah. Uh, we saw a YouTube. We arrived on the internet one day when a gentleman made a YouTube video of a ukulele cover of one of the songs from our show. Okay. That gentleman, Jordan White, an editor at Marvel Comics, so he reached out to us and said, can you guys write not funny as well as funny? He's a big fan of thrilling. Right. We said, we wrote a season of Supernatural. We can write the least funny. Right. And (laughs) so he had us, he hired us to write uh, a Wolverine origin story. Right. Retelling of that. Uh, called season, was it season one or series zero or? Okay. Something like that. Something like that. It was like a retelling of the Hulk 141, but expanded into a couple of issues. Okay. Put out as a graphic novel. So before we wrote our graphic novel, we started writing this Wolverine. Because he was a fan of Thrilling Adventure Hours and, and played the ukulele and made a YouTube video about yeah. it. The and internet, it's a wonderful thing. It is if a you do beautiful a thing. People will also do things and you say, Hey, I like your thing. And they say, Hey, I like your I thing. I like your thing and let's do things together. Mm-hmm. And then so we, we wrote, uh, this thing was like a six issue thing. Uh, we wrote individual issues. So we wrote the first two issues and then we wrote a 135 page graphic novel of our own. Right. And then we wrote the last four issues. So we were able to see marked improvement in our abilities as comic writers <laughs> from issues two to issue three. Oh, I bet. It was neat. I bet. Yeah. You know, I, um, I've been reading the Deadpool, the Brian Posehn Deadpool mm-hmm. and that and first. Jerry Duggan, right? With Jerry Duggan, mm-hmm. which was, um, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have him on the show. He, he Jerry followed- or Brian or both. Both, but Brian and I mm-hmm. uh, have known each other for at least 10 years and I keep asking him and he goes, yeah, let's do it. And then we never schedule it. And then, That's uh, it. Jerry, I don't know, but we follow each other so on great. Twitter. Such a nice guy. Super nice and guy. Man, he's blowing up in comics right now. Well, then, he went then I should Deadpool, get him before. He, and now he's writing Batman. Oh, is he writing and Batman? And Hulk. He took over Hulk. Oh, yeah, geez. Yeah. He's doing some great stuff. All right then. And he's, uh, uh, he's a great guy. Okay. I recommend him as a guy. Everyone? Everyone, get out there. Be nice to him. Shake some hands with Jerry Duggan. He's a good ad. So I think that, um, like I've read that first arc with him and Mm -hmm. Posehn, and it was super jokey. Mm -hmm. And then the second arc was just hilarious and comic Mm booky. And it was like Brian had learned how to write comics in those six issues. Mm -hmm. And it was, and now he's just, I think he's just nailing it. And it's, it's really fun. Did you read the one, the, the dark one, like the the gauntlet, or uh, where no Dracula's was, gauntlet. It was the, where, with uh, Declan Shalvey. No, how do you spell Shalvey? I think it's S H A L V E Y. Who oh. just did Moon Knight with Warren Ellis? Oh, did he draw it? Yeah, he's oh, great. Man. He's that great, was... and his and his girlfriend Jordi Belair. Yeah, one like one of the best colorists around. She did some of the stuff for our book. She right. just won all the Eisners for all the colors. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's neat. I'm, yeah. She should come on and talk about, cause I've never. They're in Ireland. I never, I, you, you, you always say on? the land. Hmm? You always say the land. How do you mean? Instead of England or Eng- Ireland. Yeah. You say the, the land. How am I pronouncing it? I don't know. When How I say you? England. Yes. I'm pronouncing it England, right? 
You're pronouncing it England. In, in, England. I don't hear it. You don't hear it? I, I kind of hear it. <laughs> We're fun having game. fun, everyone. Fun game. Call fun in. game. There you go. Please call it. Uh, Jackie at JackieCation.com. Skype it. So, and the Flash Gordon Annual, you and Blacker are writing a Flash Gordon okay, Annual. Okay, so here's the thing you got to understand. Right. Flash Gordon... Just, uh, they relaunched it a year, I want to say a year ago. King's Watch was the first series of comics that was all the King Feature Syndicate, your Mandrake, your Phantom, your Flash. Right. Over at Dynamite. Jeff Parker, a, a great comics writer. Yeah, Jeff and Parker. Did he do Razzle or was that, uh, is no, he, um, is he hero, he hero? He, he's done so many. Hero things. Bear. No, he no? did. Neither one of those. Good I could be me. wrong. I could be wrong, but okay. he did, um, I know he did Thunderbolt. He does things before we do them. He did Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, he did, oh, it's, he's, he works a lot. And right. You've read but him I've, I've, I've definitely read him because it's, Absolutely. and I read that Flash Gordon, the Dynamite Flash Gordon. So it's so good. Uh, Doc Shaner is doing the art and it's beautiful. And he did work for us in our graphic novel he, mm -hmm. and he did our Deadpool annual. Yeah. We love working with Doc Shaner okay. enough that if he's doing a Flash Gordon, I'm picking it up. Yeah. And it was the best. Like it was just a great, uh, issue of comics and it continues to be. It's a great series. They're, yeah. they're, um, they're just doing everything right about Flash Gordon that was kind of never done before because it's been bogged down in camp and right. in the thirties racism and stuff. Right. But like now it's just a great adventure story. Um, just normal Ming, adventure. Ming story. makes sense. That's the thing they did is they figured out a way to make Ming a logical. The merciless? Yeah, a sci-fi Hitler. Okay. Like he uses wormholes to invade planets and then strip them for parts. Mm. And, um, and oppress them. Who doesn't want to really do good. that? And so I tweeted about it and a couple of emails later, uh, the editor asked us to write for this Flash Gordon annual and That's it's awesome. really fun because it's in the spirit of what we do, mm -hmm. but a, a little less jokey. But right. only a little. Right. But, like the characters take their things seriously. It felt like writing real genre stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause all that thrilling adventure stuff is real genre and mm -hmm. real and period kind of. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that's coming. That should come out right when this does the mm -hmm. Flash Gordon annual. Everyone should dash off and purchase that item. And, uh, and then you're currently writing the, th the Thunderbolts and, um, and then everyone thrilling adventure or graphic novel is out. Mm -hmm. And Boom has that now. Is, are, are, uh, are they Archaea the ones? and Boom. I don't. They joined hands. They joined hands. Right? Archaea Ar put out the graphic novel, and then Boom bought Archaea, and I don't know if, if Boom's still... name is on the graphic novel. I'm not sure. Okay, but Archaea. Archaea still exists. Fair enough. Oh, um, good. Okay, yeah. so so that's fine. And they did a great job. It was a beautiful book. Yeah. We got Eisner uh, nominated. That's amazing. It's amazing. Our first time out, and yeah. we got Eisner nominated. And I went. They scheduled the Eisners opposite. Um, our, pan our panel at Comic-Con. Oh, that's So hilarious. I cut out of our panel early to go see if we'd win an Eisner. Yeah. And uh, I was sitting there next to our editor, and they started announcing the really fun awards. We were four into the fun. Like, there's a first half that's, like, some best comic store in the world. Right. And, like, there's a in-memoriam section. Yeah. And then there's, like, Phil Lamar gets up and starts uh, emceeing and... Matt Fraction wins and Brian right. Vaughn wins and like people with great speeches. And I realized like as they're ticking away, Oh, if I win, I need to make a speech. I need That's to write a speech in my head right now. <laughs> and they're all like the myth of the um, nerdy or um, oh, right. poorly socially functioning comic book writer is uh, history. These yeah. guys are charming and uh, yeah. hilarious. Erudite and very Absolutely. smart and very funny. W way more than me. And yeah. like I have made a, a, a 10 years now of right. having other people with charisma saying the things I write so I don't have to. Right. And I'm sitting here going, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, and I decided like I will just – I will let charisma uh, – I will let wit be their thing and I'll right. just be enthusiastic new guy. Right. If I were to win this, right. I'm Sincere going to go up and, and be excited, right? Yes. And take a picture of the people with my phone and you like me, you really like me. Kind and of that sit thing. the hell – down. Yep. And then we didn't win. Right. And I went, thank God, that was a terrible speech and I would never be able to pull it off. Right. So I was excited. Congratulations, right. Dark Horse Collection. Exactly. Well, and, and it's always, I mean, the thing is, is to be nominated is the most amazing thing Absolutely. first time out. That's insane. Oh, sure. So. Yeah, no, can you imagine what kind of prick I'd be if I won a thing? Like, <laughs> that's like winning Vegas the first time. Like, oh, I, this is how it is. No, this, uh, people, everyone who gambles wins. Do is, yeah, step yeah. one, go to Vegas. Step two, you win a lot of money. <laughs> and that's it. That's, 
every uh, every graphic novel I write will be a Eisner winner. John Apatow the other night did stand up in front of everybody, and uh, he just started doing stand up <laughs> in place. front of everybody. But uh, he opened his set not like with that the, Batman, not like that weird does stand up behind people exactly and then disappears exactly. But he said something along the lines of, "I'm really nervous, but I have to tell you that uh, it's weird to be nervous because I'm so wealthy." And which is the greatest fucking line in the world, because it turns out it doesn't make you not nervous, uh-huh. and uh, and it's such a pricky line, but it's so fucking Did awesome. You, are, are you watching um, Going Deep with David Reese? I'm watching nothing, nothing. I tell you, all right, over well, and over again. Going what is Deep Going is an Deep? Amazing what is it? Show. David Reese, you know, from Get Your War On, and he wrote the book about artisanal pencil sharpening. <laughs> He's currently on tour with Mr. John Hodgman. Okay, um, he'll be at Largo. On September 11th, so if you're looking for a way to celebrate, exactly. uh, go to Larga. A friend of mine's having a baby that day on you purpose. Gotta, They're inducing. Gotta. And going deep is a show. It's um, He takes things you know, you think you know how to do, uh, and explores them in depth, like tying your shoes is an episode, making uh, oh, okay. ice is an episode, opening a door, shaking hands, swatting flies, okay. lighting a match. And there was a, a promo for it where he was supposed to get on a treadmill and run so they could take his whatever, and uh, they... <laughs> He said, he said that he didn't, uh, do that sort of thing. And the, the doctor administering the test, uh, asked why not? And he said, well, my daddy runs the network. Oh. And the doctor says, is that true? He says, no. No. <laughs> no. And it was just the, like the most charming, uh. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And, uh, I have enough money so I can say no. Daddy, and, daddy uh, says. Yeah. Uh, and it was. What's his name? David Reese. R-E-E-S. Okay. David Reese. And it's probably on Travel Channel or? It was uh, National Geographic. National Natio. You can see it on Hulu Plus. Oh, of course. Please check out the Making Please. a Paper Airplane episode. The pa- is that the- your favorite one? I, th- I like Handshake. Oh, you like Handshake? A lot of people like Paper Airplane because he invents a musical as he's talking to um, aeronautics engineers. Okay. And what uh, what do you love about the Handshake one? It's uh, I think he comes through the most in it. It's about... Um, Social anxiety and uh, and manifesting the opposite of that. Oh, it's about comedians. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, so we'll be uh, here all week. Yeah, we'll be here all the time. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about the things you love, man. Go. Uh, you picked three. The thing is, is you seem to know everyone. I wish I knew as many artists as because I don't know any of the artists. I know I've just I've only know been them reading, like are aware of them or know them oh, to aware shake of hands. them. Okay. Oh, and I'm sure you are shaking hands them. with some of them, some and then but you are aware of them because yeah. it is a beautiful thing to know the artists and to acknowledge them in their work. Oh sure, they oh they're they bring it to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, we we found and I've said this I think on another podcast, but uh, mine, but uh, <laughs> w- the writing of the writing of the show, and yeah. then you you give it to the actors, and they do that thing that is the thing that is equivalent in comics. You give it to the artist, and they do that thing, and it's a it's that collaboration is 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 everything. Yeah, that's so great. Because yes. do you have a podcast? Well, I mean, I do the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Oh, okay, which is also it, released as a... The way it works is the show has three segments and the month has four weeks. Okay. So for a while, we were padding that fourth week with like, hey, let's talk about ourselves. You have a navel? Let me gaze at it for a minute. <laughs> and let's, yeah, let's answer all the questions, but let's do it ten times. Oh, so, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so and then... So now we've, we're, we're, the fourth week is a, uh, a series of ads. Oh, fair enough. we do in the show. Nice. Yeah. Oh, They're the fun. funny. Uh, silly, funny. Ads. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. And so now you have picked three. Yeah, I, let's get to them. Let's get to them. <laughs> the, the movies of Wes Anderson, Ryan Johnson, and Edgar Wright. Right. I was asked, I think, to talk, like, to find a thing I like. And yes. I only, I, I like so few movies. Okay. But I love all of the movies of these three guys. I could watch them, you know, those, all day and all night. How many movies have those three guys made probably together? Together? 15? 15? Yeah. At, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a hell of a... Something like that. Yeah, that that's a weekend. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> that's a weekend. <laughs> no, I, uh, I got in a Twitter fight about it this morning a little bit. Yeah. Where someone was like, I like a movie. And I'm like, uh, it's not so good because it's a movie. Okay. Uh, but these guys, uh, n- that's not the energy of this show. I love... Uh, these three guys think, and their three right, and their movies. So what do you, what do you, cause what, what it, what it sounds like is that you have a hard time, like I have a hard time watching movies. Mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time, I'm a harder time actually watching television than I do with movies, but right. uh, I have no idea why. Do you have any idea why movies are hard for you to watch? Um, well, because TV's better. For me, TV's better. TV gets to tell a longer story and so you get oh, to like- Oh, cause it's ongoing. It's ongoing. You get to bask in a character. You get to find an aspect of a character and deal with that story right. for a week and then more. And the, they are necessarily making richer characters for television. Okay. And in a movie, the character arc 
Like you open the character needs to learn something about himself, and then you finish, and they do or they and don't, it's two and hours that's later. it. Like if you if Watchmen, did you see the Watchmen yep. movie? If that was an HBO show, that would have been awesome. If there was six episodes at an hour a pop of that, yeah, you could really get into like the Sherlock world. or something. Sherlock. I mean, yeah, you can't do a western after Deadwood. Right. They did it all. Right. Right. Know? They did an amazing. Like you're going to do a worse version. Right. Right. Than Deadwood. Right. Yeah. Deadwood was amazing. It yes. was. Um. But it was. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's not, it's not that I don't enjoy all media. Like mm-hmm. I can sit there, I can watch a test pattern if the colors change often enough, quite mm-hmm. honestly. But well, the, they have a really good one. You should, oh, you exactly. The, if they're done well. The exactly. So, but the Wes Anderson movies, yes. I love, I love that he seems, now I was just talking about this with, uh, with a, my, a friend of mine, Kate Flannery was on the show like two episodes ago, I think, mm-hmm. or last episode. God She's knows. Great. She's great, right? Yeah. Wonderful human being. And we were talking about how she finished the office mm-hmm. and how it was, uh, she was worried. She was like, Oh, I guess my career is over. I guess we're done now. And uh-huh. you're like, well, obviously it is not. Uh-huh. And obviously I've, uh, I have a committee meeting going on in my head because uh-huh. we all do, right? You finish one thing and you're like, Oh, what do I get? Quick, oh. get something else. I'm looking for that one thing. Right. Like I already, we always have the five things. Right. You gotta have five things going. It would be great to have the one thing that you're like, oh, this is the end. Then you get to take a break. (laughs) Right. And it's, but it's, um, what I love about, what I do really like about Wes Anderson, I realized in the conversation with her, Mm -hmm. because we weren't talking about him, but it's, it, it really summates what I, what I do like about him is that he, it feels like he makes a movie for himself. For others, you know, he wants everyone, he genuinely wants everyone to like it, mm-hmm. but he's like, this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. and I hope you enjoy it. I hope but if you, you don't, I guess other that's movies fine. are available. I'm going to go over here and make a smaller version it's, of the yeah. same thing that I still like to do. Ever since Rushmore, yeah. the idea that I've had is that he's making Max Fisher movies. Like, it's Max Fisher making these movies. Tell me who Max Fisher oh, is. I don't know anybody. Oh, the Schwartzman character in Rushmore. Okay. Oh, I so see. The main character in Rushmore who did the plays. Yeah. Like if you think of 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 uh, yeah, the movies as the, char- as the yeah. extension of like that character, so the movies are themselves made by a character, so they can be that. Oh, that's hilarious. That weird, but Moonrise Kingdom. Did yep. you see the Moonrise I did, Kingdom? I did. Holy crap! It was the yeah. idea that um, two kids fall in love. And because they are kids, mm-hmm. they have none of the obstacles that grown-ups have in their relationships. They have none of the like, oh, but where do I live and what's my job and am I becoming this person and how are we going to grow? They don't know anything. They're not people yet. They don't mm-hmm. know. They're right. pure balls of emotion yeah. and instinct. And so that love story is the purest love story I've ever seen in a movie because all they are is that emotion. Right. And when I saw later on Facebook people for Halloween dressing up as them, yeah, it touched me in a way that was like, oh, those people, those real-life people are in love with each other because yeah. they're dressing like these balls of pure affection. Yeah, yeah. That is that is so true. That – oh. Yeah, because it was it was a beautiful movie. It was a beautiful. Like, I mean, the art direction itself amazed. was was lovely. Amazed. and I don't care about that. I'm a writer, <laughs> but there was a, a a thing I found I saw on the internet where it had pictures of Norman Rockwell paintings. Yeah. Next to frames of this movie, and it okay. was like, oh, they were, that's what they were doing. Oh, these pic- these frames look like Rockwell paintings. Really. Gorgeous. That's awesome. And who cares the stories? Right. But uh, he cares. He cares right. The most. He cares. He cares the most. Yeah. Yeah. Because it does. I mean, it is the writing that that is fascinating to me. Like the fantastic Mr. Fox Amazing. was was great. The it's, most Wes Anderson-y Wes it, Anderson movie. It felt the most Wes Anderson because it. And for me, that was where I first realized he had that sort of laid back feel to it, mm-hmm. where he's like, I just mean some friends got together and made a stop action uh, oh, motion wow. picture over a weekend. You're like. No, you no, didn't. No, you didn't at all. You know why it is the most Wes Anderson-y. Why? Is because he was sending to England, England? Yeah. How okay. it's yep, yep. Where, <laughs> where they were doing the stop motion. He would, he had everybody act out the movie and he shot them acting out the movie. But for the particular character movements, he shot himself doing that stuff. And so if there's more characters on the screen than just one, he was doing all of the things for every character. So he sent that off. So every what? little bitty move in yeah. that thing is based on Wes Anderson acting out the performance. What? Yeah, he just shot that it on his so, computer. It's, that's crazy. It's crazy. It's that's very so thorough. Amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's, uh, it's Howard Hughesy, but applied to creating art. Right, right. Where he's yeah. just like, we're going to be incredibly, that's so thorough. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> thorough, I think, is the nice way to yeah. say it. It's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're just like, but, a, and, and the result. Yeah. Can't you know, with it. you oh. put that much attention into something. That is the thing. I, I don't know. I'm going to tell this story and I think it'll be fine. Okay. I, I think so. One of the people on the list here, yep. Ryan Johnson. Yep. He made Brick. Okay. He made Looper. Right. He's going to be making some Star Wars movies you're going to love. Oh, there we go. That's a jerk move on their part. Just when I'm out of Star Wars and don't care anymore, they bring in one of the three directors they could bring in <laughs> to make me give shits. Can you swear on this podcast? Just fucking A. Yeah. Knock yourself out. I wouldn't say that. The mm-hmm. F. Not in public. <laughs> Not yet. Um, we'll make it he... into a ringtone if you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, now I got it. Um, we, we were just talking about something that made me want to tell the story about the how Looper, Ryan, Johnson Ryan Johnson being... Um, um, he and my writing partner, we had breakfast one time and okay. they were bonding over, like, can't write until the um, whole thing is in their heads. Oh, okay. And I just wanted to bully them a little bit because I can, you know, yeah. I'm the other way where it's like, just start writing and you'll figure it out eventually. Okay. And then I had this moment of like, mm, I would take issue with that if uh, he wasn't one of the best goddamn filmmakers on the planet <laughs> and if his scripts weren't airtight and perfect. So. Right. Did he write Looper as mm-hmm. well? Yeah. Cause that, that was amazing. I mean, I like, I, I haven't seen Brick. I haven't seen oh, any. See Brick. Yeah, what's, and it didn't, did you say, oh, the last guy I think was the guy who did the other one. Anyway. Um, Brick also, he did what was the Brick? Brothers Bloom. Brick was his first one. Brick was Joseph Gordon Levitt. Okay. And it was high school noir. And it was all oh. written in invented slang. Okay. And it was the, I, I, it was one of those moments where you walk out of a thing with your mind goddamn blown. <laughs> like it, it was so, it was the first thing I maybe have seen where, the trust in the audience was so um, implicit and grand. Like, it was invented slang, right. but they, there was no character that went, wait, what do you mean by pin? Do you mean, oh, like kingpin? Oh, I get it. They okay. just, everybody knew what everybody was saying, okay. and it was there if you wanted it. If you were reaching, it felt yeah. like watching a subtitled movie because okay. you had to engage with it on this level of Another- like – being one with that script as the characters are saying it, it was so confident and it was so like confident in you, the audience that you're going to follow along if you want to. Okay. Um, like you're saying with Wes Anderson, like if yeah. this isn't your, your cup of tea, have that cup of tea or right, right. coffee or right. milk or whatever. If something else is available. Uh, yeah. yeah. And That's it, amazing. And yeah, it's this tight little story of like a kid and it's all noir tropes, but it's all played out in high school and everybody in it is great. Okay. And everybody just sticks it and mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. I think it's streaming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fine. I have all have, of yeah. the, I, uh, we have, we have rabbit ears, but we, I have sure. all of the other things, the Hulu and the Netflix and the HBO Go and whatever. You got it. So yeah, yeah. Why not? I don't, what am I going to watch? TBS? It'll be fine. Uh, very uh characters funny. unwelcome. <laughs> characters, that's you. It's, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, that is, that is amazing. That sounds so. He did Brick. He did Looper. Mm-hmm. Looper kind of blew my mind. I had never seen anything like Looper. It's so good. Yeah. I just watched the commentary track. Like oh. Um, I just uh, I'm back in. Like I loved it. Yeah. And then just yesterday I'm like, yeah, no Looper. You want to talk about it? It's great. <laughs> I really right. love it. And so he's gonna write one of the, or he's gonna write and direct one I'll of direct, the uh, after J.J. Abrams finishes. Okay. So either the second or the third. Okay. Uh, they They're gonna mix Ryan it up. Johnson. They're gonna mix it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is he doing any Marvel? Would they? I, I wonder if they'd let him do one of those. Oh, I think everybody wants to let him do things. And Anything he wants to do. I think yeah. Post Looper, I think he was in a good spot. Yeah, that's neat. That's really neat. And what about Edgar Wright? Edgar Wright. That's just your third. Left the Ant Man. Oh, that's he was the guy who walked on Ant Man. Mm-hmm. He did Scott Pilgrim. He did Shaun of the Dead. Okay. He did, Hot uh, Fuzz. Hot Fuzz and uh, World's End. Okay. I saw, I reviewed World's End for the Comedy Film Nerds page mm-hmm. because World's End kind of blew my mind in the way that I was like, this is a story about a man who the only way he will stop drinking is if it affects absolutely every single person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Other, His yeah. bottom is the greatest bottom. <laughs> there is no way that he will stop drinking prior to the actual aliens asking him to. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay. All right, fine. That is still it, no. It's the greatest yeah. arrogant. It's like the most arrogant alcoholic sort of thinking uh-huh. that I've ever seen in my life. But I love that it played on John Cusack. Okay. Like he, that black trench coat was yeah. so say anything, right? Like yeah. All right. The, the idea that, <laughs> that he was that guy in high school, that he was the most cool, popular okay. guy is so modeled on eighties 
like tropes like okay. that. Like he was that guy I, who failed, who because real life isn't like that. It doesn't right. reward that behavior. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that about it. That you know what I love? I miss that entirely. That's well, what I love. Watching a, you're watching a movie about an alcoholic bottoming. Exactly. I'm right? watching an entirely different going, movie. This is there making fun of this thing, and that's awesome. Yeah. My only so complaint great. about this, about World's End, is not to do with them, but I, I'm in for the movies of these gentlemen, so I try not to watch the critically. commercials. Oh, okay. I, I, no, I'll, I'll watch critically on the second or whatever. Like, okay. My critic is like, that is really good. You did it. You, <laughs> you guys are good at it. Uh, you're talking to me. But like, I don't need the commercials. Okay. I'm, I'm going to see the movie. And so when World's End was coming out, I missed every commercial for it because I wanted to go in knowing as little as possible. And one day before it came out, there was a commercial for it came on and I'm fast forwarding. Yep. And I realize I'm on live TV oh, and it hits, it makes that sound like, Mer. yep. And like, I, they show the twist in the commercial. They show like the end of act one uh. thing that the movie's actually about. No. And it's just like, I, I was so close to having this pure experience. Uh. Like I had with, I feel like Shaun of the Dead, they marketed it so terribly. They marketed it like right. it was a dumb guy movie. Yeah. And the only reason I went, it was my buddy's birthday. Okay. And it was the, like the night before it came out. Let's all go see it. It's at the Arc Light, and those guys were there, and they introduced it. Oh, and that's it was, neat. Um, and it was like, all right, well, let's see if it's a dumb guy movie. Yeah. And I had zombie material in a sketch show that I was about to do, okay. so I was a little bit worried that a zombie comedy was going to step on toes. Yep. Nope. They were doing awesome junks without my yeah. without needing my dumb bit. Yeah. And uh, it was it blew me away. It, and because it was marketed like this is going to be. This kind of movie, it's and just it I, wasn't I, from the jump. It was so good. Yeah, it was a weird. It was because I don't enjoy zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I don't enjoy scary movies uh, because they scare me. Congratulations, those. Good of job you. with your ontology, well, scary exa- movies. Exa- well played. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to gather, and it'll you be fine. It. Go scare other people, and uh, and then so I usually don't. And it was scary. It had mm-hmm. good scary moments yeah. in it, but it was so funny and it was so yeah. heartwarming. They. But on their way to, um, as they introduced it, they said, yes, obviously we like Romero and we like, yeah. uh, Carpenter. But okay. we also love, and I don't know his name off the top of my head, but it was the four weddings and a funeral and okay. that guy. Okay. And they said, this is a Zom rom com. Okay. And it's just <laughs> it very... as important to do this part. I yeah. mean, more so, like, yeah. it's like Buffy, the metaphor for the coming of age is the horror element. Right. Which right. is always great. Which when... is always great. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is I like it. I, I love it when a movie is about more than just, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have to see World's End again now because I want to see that part of it. Mm-hmm. I want to see the eighties. Did you ever see? Let was it let let me in? Let the right one in. Did Everybody you see those start movies? drinking? It's a drinking game. Have you ever mm-hmm. read? Have you ever uh, heard? Have you ever seen? Well, Which you one? just said you don't like horror movies, so okay. and, and you don't. So see maybe things, not. So the yeah, yeah. Is no. But what is let, it? Let the right one in was the foreign version of this movie. Oh yeah. But let me in was the American version of it with okay. Chloe Moretz. Okay. As a vampire who moves in next door to a bullied kid. Yeah. And it is fully a horror movie. Okay. But. Uh, this is, I had to hand back indie cred for liking the American version so much more than the original version. Okay. It is, um, brilliant. Like, it's this, uh, girl who is a vampire. She has a Renfield, a human servant that's serving her. Right. And over the course of the movie, she loses that one and kind of the kid who is the, the neighbor who she helps overcome the bullies in a real, uh, never ending story, uh, evocative thing. Awesome. But but in a horror lens, yeah. uh, becomes her new Renfield is yeah. kind of the story of this movie, and the thing that was the the American version really hit the bullying hard at a time where that was a real issue. It was the yeah. um, the it gets better campaign was oh, about right. to start. It was the eve of that because we needed it because of that. So to yeah. make it about bullying so strongly, it was it felt. And it just uh, resonated. It resonated. Stuff. That sounds but, neat. But what it Isn't did, it what it did, too? no, but okay. it's, it's got gory moments and it's got scary moments and you might not like it because okay. it is effect. It is a horror movie. Right. But it, it was a, for me an essay on the pop song because it was about how the first love you ever have yeah. will mess you up forever. <laughs> like to be in thrall of this girl yeah. ruins <laughs> lives, literally ruins <laughs> lives. And like, I've never seen that in a movie before where it was like, no, pop songs are wrong. First love is the worst. And it's, it's true. The more you think about it, like 
If you that, think about that, that high fidelity thing of like your relationships yeah. are defined by your first one. Yeah. And you're ill-equipped for your first one. It's going yeah. to wreck you. And it's, that's what this is about. That's so funny because you can, you can rewrite that, but it takes mm-hmm. conscious awareness that yeah. that's what, how you have been written. You gotta, the yeah. The grooves are already Find in. The, the you cycle gotta, and break it. I'm gonna need a new piece of vinyl. I can't save her, it turns out. <laughs> No, 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 you can't. But what I like about uh, what the it gets better, it gets better, it, it gets better campaign. Yes. What makes what always made me laugh about that because I was like, it's great that there's the it gets better campaign, but it should be followed by it gets worse and then it gets better again. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about it gets better again is you're coming from already a better place. Yes. Right. Because it gets better, you own who you are, and you want to tell your parents that you're gay, and they want to kick you out of the house, and you're mm-hmm. like. Well, now I've admitted that. And then you're like, well, and I also enjoy, I don't know, sexy, the, times. sexy times or any, I mean, anything, you know, you're yes. just like, I also enjoy science fiction and nobody wants to hear that, but right. it's a less huge reveal. Like every <laughs> new reveal yes. in the, it's, it gets better because you've admitted the biggest thing, right? The biggest thing. And like, so, yeah, I had a friend one time who uh, we were talking about like admitting like the worst things in life and, mm-hmm. and sort of getting over this whole thing where you're like, well, you want to be a better person. So you want to sort of get over like the worst things you've done. And she just looks at me. She said, have you ever had sex with a dog, Jackie? And I said, no, no, I have not. And she's like, then you win. You're fine. And I was like, wow. Whoa. And she goes, seriously, you tell four people you've had sex with a dog and you're never going to do it again. Uh, it does. All you think is, a, is it's funny. And, and you're like, I'm never going to do it again. I mean, this is a huge, hi, Rangers. How's it going out there? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's one of these things where you're like, it doesn't hurt anymore. It doesn't, uh-huh. you're like, Oh, so the weird, horrible thing I did do on the, on the steps of that golf club. <laughs> I mean, whatever you've done, right? Yes. It's, it's just, you admit the worst uh-huh. or you admit the second worst. Or if you're Louie, you make a TV show about you it. You make a TV show about it and it takes the thorn out of it mm-hmm. and you can just go forward and go, yeah. well, it really doesn't matter if I happen to also enjoy reading an occasional romance novel. Cause what are you going to do? Hit me? Yeah. Comparatively. And, <laughs> comparatively, we all win. Yeah. <laughs> this romance novel, not as drastic as having sex with a dog. Exactly. That's on their jacket. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my God. Jake Weissman, very funny, uh, young comic here in All Los right. Angeles, did a joker last night. Uh, go to, at, he's been on the program, ladies and gentlemen, and cause I'm about to tell his fucking joke, uh, which is never fair, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, his, he can get a podcast and tell your joke if yeah, he really wants. There to. you go, man. Yeah. Or he could come on and do rebuttal time if I've done it wrong. Cause it's essentially about how, uh, people say if you get gay married, the next thing that's going to happen is, uh, people People are going to want to marry their dogs. And he goes, think about that. What it all, all that that means is that guy is already having sex with his dog. <laughs> just think if he got married now, that'd be better. That'd be better. <laughs> He's like, it just means he won't be sleeping with 30 dogs. He'll just be the one. It's a committed. You can register for a nice dog bed. <laughs> Right, put a collar on it. I believe <laughs> you like it, it, then you better put a collar on yes, it. Yes, I believe that was his tag. <laughs> oh, we did it. Yay! We found it, but we thought it was us. We did. I, yeah, I didn't, but because uh, I had heard it last night. He was such a funny guy. He's a super funny guy. So Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. I need to see. So that's Hot Fuzz, which I also no, enjoyed. That, well, yes. No, no, that's... Fuzz, uh, but that's World's End. That's World's End. Yeah. Fix me. Fix me. Uh, Wes Ryan... Uh, Wes Ryan. Ryan Johnson. Wes Ryan, you know, Wes Ryan, the weatherman. <laughs> Who's getting punchy? Who's Wes, Wes Ryan was, uh, didn't Harrison Ford play him in the Patriot games? I think he did. Yeah. I think, you know what happened? Is, uh, it, the heat went back on. It's, uh, we're, uh, I'm getting all. Also, you want me to vamp? Vamp, vamp! Listen, the heat just went back on. So what's happening is Jackie's gone and she's got a little robot on her wall and she's tickling a button on it. Turning it, it down to 70. She's turning it down to 70. Because we're two people that don't want the heat to be back on you people. No, no, I'm already schwitzing. I'm schwitzing like a person who schwitzes. Yeah, a Jewish person. Like a Jewish person. I could have been Jewish. My father sleeps around. But here's (laughs) the thing. It's a matriarchy. So here's um, so um, the... uh, I'm a sucker for off the cuff. (laughs) Yay, I made him laugh. You were making him all the time. Good times. Great oldies. We'll be right back. Ah, the classics. Let's go there. Let's have a little more coffee. Mm -hmm. And uh, Girl... So here's the thing is I want to see all of these movies now. I want to watch them through the lens of of what you're saying because mm-hmm. I think because I think that they're super true to themselves, the right? The second Ryan Johnson movie is called The Brothers Bloom. Okay. It's got uh Adrian Brody. Oh, 
Wow. It's got Mark Ruffalo, Mark the Hulk Ruffalo. Right. Uh, as two brothers From who do cons. 13 turning into 30. Yes. yes. Okay. 13 turning into 30. <laughs> it's got uh, Rachel Weiss is sublime in it. And oh nobody has ever said Rachel Weiss is sublime. <laughs> Holy she crap. Is. And what, and it is a con movie. Oh. That will make you realize exactly how many twists and turns con movies are supposed to have. Oh my because god. Because if you watch Matchstick Men, there's one too few turns in that movie. Ah, oh, and you're annoyed. Uh, yeah. yeah. It ended and you're like, yeah, so the character knew that the whole time and da da da. No, it just ends. Uh, it is a, a great. I mean, he, all he does is make great movies. All right. And it is one of them. Um, so that's, that's Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And it's Bloom? Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom. B-L-O-O-M. Bloom, like Bloom County. Like Bloom and Onions. Bloom County. Like Bloom County. Loved it. Weird old-timey reference, but it's the best. It's the best. It's timeless. It's like Doonesbury, but about the culture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, I might as well say Calvin and Hobbes out loud. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, but Calvin and Hobbes has that warm spot in everybody's heart because it was about being a kid. Right. Bloom County was about being a weird kid. Yes. <laughs> right. I will say this though. I'm always sad at Bloom whenever I reread Calvin and Hobbes and I'm uh-huh. and I and his mom just was just poor Calvin's mom mm-hmm. just just put upon put mm-hmm. upon and uh, so I'm uh, Tom Papa has my favorite joke about that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell other people's material. Welcome mm-hmm. to the Dork Forest, ladies and Probably gentlemen. Probably the hardest time in anyone's life. <laughs> Ooh, is that your favorite emo joke? That <laughs> was the first one on the album. Oh, okay. Right? What? How does it go? Uh, is when you have to murder a loved one because they're the devil. <laughs> other than that, though, it's been a good day. <laughs> My favorite one, cannot do the voice, is, uh, uh me neither. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Thank you. It's, uh, Emo's been on the show, and, uh, and my favorite joke of his is, uh, I'm going out with a Cuban woman. She's teaching me Cuban, which is a lot like Spanish, but has fewer words for luxury items. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the greatest joke of the freaking world. And, uh, so, yeah, I like, um, I could expel you, said the principal to Emo. You'd have to catch and eat me first, you weirdo. <laughs> He's the best writer. He's, He's so yeah. great. Okay. So we, we've covered Wes. We've covered Ryan. Have we covered Edgar? What did we do? Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. We did That's World's it. End. That's it. Yeah. But uh, uh, what did yeah, I, I have want? like the most... I feel like what I have the, the most obvious... What was the one about uh, the, the inner city kids? Which, who oh, was that's that? Attack the Block. That's Attack Joe, the Block. Joe Cornish. Oh, that's Joe Cornish? <laughs> Joe Cornish, who wrote the Ant-Man movie with Edgar Wright. Oh, I see. And it's... he wrote and produced Attack the Block. Uh, Edgar Wright... Uh, also produced it. He, he helped produce it. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. And it is great. I heard. I heard about it, and it's, it's just so this inner city, super funny, super. It's. Uh, it. It feels like it's. Um. Like it starts with these kids in the inner city mugging a lady, right. and it feels like you're watching a like a message picture about that, and then right. it just gets interrupted by a sci-fi film. It is so good. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to see that because I I forgot the name of it, and because I had heard about it, and it was just like, no, they're just normal little dirtbags mm-hmm. who are trying to live their lives they're as fourteen, totally 15 year olds. authentic though dirtbags. The director, I mean Joe, went yeah. went around to schools and interviewed people and <laughs> talked to kids and talked and talked and talked to kids. So when the kids that he got to be in the movie, yeah, saw the dialogue. They flipped out because it was like it felt like how they talk. Right. And it's um Oh, that's hilarious. Great. And I'm a big I'm a big dork for Joe Cornish and uh Adam Buxton who did a, a podcast called Adam and Joe. They did oh, that's a, right. a BBC six radio show called Adam and Joe. And, okay. And uh Oh that's neat. So that's and, a, an, another podcast that people can listen to. Oh my yeah, it is now it is it is done now because Joe is here and he's making movies. Right. He's gonna do I can't remember what it is. There's next gotta thing be archives, is, but it's something, right? Oh yes. Uh, there are archives you can find on the internet. And yeah, Adam and Joe. Adam and Joe. It BBC Six. It was BBC yeah. Six. Um, and yeah, um, Blacker and I, when we first found out about it, just listened to them. Like we wanted to take meetings all over town so we could drive around and listen to this podcast. <laughs> and like in meetings, be Adam and like that's how you be charming. Listen to them. <laughs> they care about other people and they care about themselves. Aww. One of the brilliant things I could I could yeah, go on about. Let's it. do it. One of the brilliant things. That's what I like to find head. out. Minute forty six. Let's go. <laughs> how, how long is it supposed to be? It's an hour. So we're good. Go. Right. Uh, they have a feature. They have a series of features on this thing, and they will. 
the podcast is the cut up version of the BBC six radio show okay. with bumpers put in between so they can talk about what they talked about. Okay. And so, and they can cherry pick just the funny moments, but they have recurring features and they do jingles for them and the jingles are hilarious and they're all from GarageBand, like all licks from GarageBand. Oh, weird. But they do one that's called Text the Nation. Okay. Where they ask England a question mm-hmm. and then they field the replies on texts and emails. So they've eliminated the problem with American radio, which is callers calling in mm-hmm. because then you have a wild card of who the caller is. Yeah. On Adam and Joe, they pick and choose the good responses and they just read them and they are charming. Right. So all the material works. And then they do – the first one I ever heard was – they. it was called Pathetic Domestic Arguments. Okay. And they said, <laughs> who – you you live with someone. Mm-hmm. You love them. Right. They're your partner or your wife or your husband or your yep. whatever your arrangement is. Maybe just a roommate. Maybe just a friend. You love them. What's the thing they do that doesn't affect the love right. but drives you up the wall? Yeah. And so it was a series of then just ah, – it kills me. Um, I have been married for – Forty years to the love of my life. He gives to charities. He makes my heart glow. But he cannot close a bag of crisps. <laughs> and it's just the like, it's a simple formula of right. I am very British. And I yes. am very happy, and I will say something nice, and then I will yell. <laughs> and I'm being driven mad. <sighs> oh, that's about the simplest. But they cannot close the drawer. Right. Oh. They never put the thing with the thing, and I'm gonna. They don't roll up the. Yeah, Andy does not enjoy uh, rolling up the uh, – uh, he Tent. waters the, the hose. The hose. Right. So we have a hose uh, and he waters it. I, do I water? He's a wonderful person. Oh, he's a wonderful person. He does more for your heart than right. anyone ever has. He lights me up. It's but if so- you learn how to roll up a hose. It would be more tidy. It would just be tidier. <laughs> and then the neighbors do it. They got a nice hose on the front yard. That's hose. nice and rough. That's a demonstration right there. That's how to do it. How it would. You got it within your right. eyeballs. Exactly. It could. Uh, and they, other news. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love them dearly. Do you want me to tell more yeah, Adam and Joe please, or no? Please. Uh, they <laughs> do a, a Star Wars where they will choose a topic and every week they will come in with songs written and uh, performed about the topic. Really? And then the audience will vote on which one they prefer and it is very fake competitive. Oh. That is awesome. They both did theme tunes for Quantum of Solace when that was coming out, and you can find them on the internet uh, about what is a quantum what is- of solace. What does that mean? Mm. How is that a thing? Right. Um, That's awesome. Oh, they had one week where the text donation feature was tell tell us about a thing that you created when you were a kid. Like what video game did you invent with your cardboard on oh, right. a TV screen? And like people sent in their their. Their stories, and one of them, Stephen, yes. sent in Stephen? this description of a comic book that he wrote, wherein he, Stephen, was yes. the main character, yes. and he uh, he talked about this cover that he drew, which is um, a Stephen in the middle of it, and someone uh, off panel in a word balloon going, "Help, help!" And Stephen's uh, response was, "Just coming." <laughs> and he had, he was pride. He was he was talking about this thing that he had written the superhero title, Stephen. Uh, he'd gotten to this step in Stephen. It's Stephen with a PH step. And his mother called him for dinner, so he went to have dinner. And when he came back, his older brother had written in poo on this cover. <laughs> so it was step in poo, ruining it. But what happened was right. Adam and Joe fans, yes. they they riffed. Adam and Joe riffed about right. how, how nonchalant Stephen was in response to the emergency. Help, yes. help, just coming. Yep. So uh, the Adam and Joe fans would identify themselves in public, like at a concert. They would yell, Stephen! And then other ones would yell, just coming! And they would be like, you know it! And they confused the hell out of the Fleet Foxes. What's a Fleet Fox? It's a band that was touring uh, England at the time, and they kept hearing people doing the call and response of Stephen just coming. Oh my god. Throughout England. So, like, finally they were like, what is the deal with Stephen? (laughs) What? How is he at every show? Why is he just coming? Yeah. And they had to tell the fans, like, please stop confusing the Fleet Foxes. Oh, that's hilarious. It's so funny. Oh, that, you know, the power of, of weird radio podcasting kind of situations and fans. Oh, that's fine. And, uh, is the, it's so, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me just because you're like, why not? People cosplay as our characters when we go to conventions. What? A thrilling adventure hour? Uh huh. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Here's a little story. And we have Paul F. Tompkins one time filled in for Mark Evan Jackson. Mark okay. Evan Jackson plays Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars. Right. 
Uh, we knew we didn't have Mark Evan Jackson, so we wrote an episode featuring a Jupiter spy, okay. which is a shapeshifter who takes the, the place of a character okay. and does not an impression of him. <laughs> the Jupiter spy is like, hi, my buddies. And, and everyone's like, hi, Sparks. You know, yeah. that's the bit. And it is really, Paul's amazing. So we go to this, to San Diego last year and we have co- like cosplayers at our little party yeah. and, uh, I see, uh, Frank and Sadie Doyle and cause they have the martini yeah. glass and I see an Amelia Earhart and then I see, um, a girl, she's young, so she is a girl and she is dressed as a cowboy. Now we have Sparks and we have Red, who's a lady cowboy. Right. And she is not I dressed also, as either of those. But, well, she is dressed as a cowboy okay. and it could be either or right. it could be because I know about and you do the, the gender swap in your oh, cosplay. Right, right. That's yeah. a thing. So I ask her, are you Sparks or are you Red? Uh, and she said, she leans in close and she goes, Hi, my buddy. <laughs> it was the, it, it made my whole time. Oh, that's like, she's so she, fucking awesome. That's so awesome. That is so great. You know, I just did an episode, cosplay episode, uh, with a woman who makes her own costumes and is amazing. Who she, that is? Uh, her name is Brittany Braun. All right. Brittany Braun. And, uh, at Brittany name. Braun. Strong name. Strong name. It's up Brittany Braun Designs. And, uh, <laughs> and what she does is she makes, um, yeah, she does, she likes Batman and she's working on a, a gender swap, uh, Joker. Nice. Yeah, that's what she's making right now. And I was like, is it going to be scary? And she's like, it is. It is going to be scary because it's the Joker. And I was like, oh, I'll be over here. And uh, so, yeah, but it, uh, I like it when it, when, and, and she nailed it. She did like a poison. She did like a sexy poison ivy. Mm-hmm. She did a sexy, uh, 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 Batgirl. Batgirl. A sexy penguin. And a sexy penguin. No, she didn't do a sexy, oh, I bet she'd like to. And then she just did a steampunk lady. And those are the three kind of pictures of me, and I put them up. Mm-hmm. And some guy on the internet was like, I hate that everything's all sexy. And I said, well, aren't you an arrogant fuck? Yeah. Who cares? Uh, it's yeah. none of your business. Yeah, uh, listen to me. I am important <laughs> enough to tell you that I, uh, do not, uh, I don't eat. approve. Mm-hmm. But I do like it when they're drawn sexy in the comics, because they are, Wait, my friend. you do, or he does? No, he must, I mean, he must yeah. they, just be like, they're drawn sexy in the comics. Why can't the lady be? And she was an, a it's nice looking. Of, it sounds like, guy, you shouldn't dress as sexy Batman. Yeah, you shouldn't dress as sexy and Batman. And if she does, and you don't like it, other websites are available, yep. which is a thing I got from Adam and Joe. Exactly. Oh, that's, oh, is that what Adam and Joe would, when they, Whenever they would accidentally buzz market a product. Yeah. Of course, other computers are available. <laughs> like, they <laughs> didn't want to be seen. And I don't know if it's BBC stuff or right. if they just didn't want to be seen as promoting Shilling, one thing or another. Yeah. But it was always other oh. podcasts are available. Oh, right. I always thought that's the best way to look at anything. If you don't like something, you don't need to say it. Turns out there's a lot of content out there. Yeah. Knock yourselves out, folks. Yeah. That's so great. I, I kind of, you know, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts because I, I don't do any, I, what am I doing? You're probably gardening? There's Is a hose I, involved? Am, am I outdoors? I am not. Outdoorsy. But uh, I do read Asperger's? a lot of comics books. All right. Yeah. It's uh, the, uh, how Asperger's am I? How, I yeah, not that bad. That's my favorite Saturday Night Live sketch. What? How Asperger's am I? <laughs> Is it a real one? No. Okay, I want that to be one so badly. Absolutely. What we're gonna do is we're gonna set up the, the, the line graph, uh-huh. and you're just gonna stand where you think you belong. Oh my god. That is awesome because there's other people there. <laughs> right. Freaking you out. It's parallel play. It's the Asperger's game. And, uh, where you just play next to each other, like Asperger's people I was, do. I was really proud of an exchange I wrote in a script once where someone told another character, like, I'm sorry, about your Asperger's, and the other character was like, I don't have Asperger's, and the first guy was like, oh. <laughs> it was just like a real jacked up thing to say. One of uh, a very funny young comic uh, named Hampton Yount. My mom died a couple of years ago, and I come back from the the funeral. I go up to a bunch of comics. He's standing there, and uh, and I say, "Hey, uh, uh, one of them I know pretty well." And he goes, "How's it going?" I was like, "Ah, oh, my my mom just died. I was at the funeral." And he goes, "Oh, was she at that Batman movie in Aurora?" Wow. <laughs> Four days after both events. Wow. I couldn't stop laughing. Wow. I was like, hey, Captain Asperger's, you're not good <laughs> at this at all. And <laughs> so he's a oh. genuinely funny guy, though. He just did Conan, and it was so... It was so good because all of his stand-up, I don't know why I'm talking about my thing, but uh, all of his stand-up. <laughs> it was good. It was like my stand-up. It was like stand-up. It was really good. It was really good. It was an excellent... No, but he... <laughs> thank you. But the, uh, what his stand-up was so good that made me fascinated was because it was so um he wasn't really the hero of each of these mm-hmm. it was a little broy but mm-hmm. it was also so feminist he was talking mm-hmm. about how when you go on an internet date men and women 
this is, I'm, I'm setting it up wrong, but men and women are very different when they go on an internet date. A man mm-hmm. usually thinks, well, I hope she looks like her picture and I hope she isn't 50 pounds heavier than her picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, which no one in the audience was psyched for him saying out loud. Mm-hmm. Though three guys were like, <laughs> and so, uh, and then the second half of that joke is, and women are just like, well, I hope he doesn't kill me. And it's such a fascinating premise because yeah. you're like, it acknowledges <laughs> the very different worlds. You heard the Louis bit about that. Which one? The most dangerous thing out there for women is men. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, and the, I have heard and what that. What an act bit. of bravery it is to date at all. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I have heard that bit. That is a fascinating. Yeah. That was great. It was, uh, yeah. And then in the 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 speech he wrote for the fat waitress uh-huh. uh, for that episode of the fat, I, I read for that, right. and uh, and it was an amazing. Like I almost, I was like. Dude, you are scrabbling around inside people's brain boxes, and it is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He's such an amazing. There's, I don't think there's anyone more empathetic at when, his level. When uh, his daughter on the show, yeah, played violin with the with right, the woman right, he liked, right. yeah, and it was just two people doing that. Like it was, it transcended oh. sitcom. There was, it, there was oh, no sitcom it, going when, on when uh, when he did the Iraq, the USO episodes. Yeah, um, it like I tweeted. Do you, are you familiar with Kids in the Hall? Yeah. Do you remember Premise Beach? Oh, weird. Which was like yeah. surf rock. At Premise Beach. Premise. A guy running for mayor has meat for a hand. <laughs> and it cuts to like, hi, I'm running for mayor. And he goes to shake your hand and he's just got a, a cut of steak. Raw steak. <laughs> and uh, Premise. And they did a couple of those. Oh, right. And I, ju- I tweeted that Louie makes every other show on TV look like this. Yeah. And to Premise Beach. Yeah. Like – you're trying too hard and you're not trying hard enough. Right. Both. How is yeah. it possible? And yet it is yeah. because he is genuinely, I was just in a car with the driver in, in Portland, I think last week he was like, do you know this guy, uh, Louis CK? Have you ever heard of this guy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, I don't get him. I don't get him. You know, I'm just, I, I'm a Joe Rogan guy. And I was like, <laughs> well, you have to choose. Well, you do. <laughs> you don't have to choose. And that is so funny. <laughs> and I was like, well, you get to, you get to be a Joe Rogan guy. Um, but I, I, it's, it's so subjective. You can't, I can't make you pick. Uh, <laughs> let and- me, let me plead Louis' case for you. How long have we got? How long is this right. ride? You're driving me to the club. It's what 12 like, minutes. What do you like about Joe Rogan? <laughs> I will tell you four Louis things that do that thing. That are, are kind of comparable. Maybe if you got there. Sure. Anything? Can I, can I, uh, maybe put you through Paul F. Tompkins? Like you, okay, you like Joe Rogan. Oh. Here's what Paul does. And now let me loop it back around to Louie, just right. to sell you on it. Right, they're sort of... Like describing smells. God, You know, it. it's like root beer minus gasoline, right. the smell of chocolate. <laughs> you are blind. Allow <laughs> me to tell you what yellow looks like. It's so... Uh, yeah, it's, you, you know green, right? Take out the blue. <laughs> it's easy. It's so... Yeah, cause I, and I can't, when, that's why I never tell any, you know, stand up, there's such a weird thing to try to talk to mm-hmm. people about, cause you love them, you want them to, and oh, you're sure. like, I swear to God you would laugh your head off if you went and saw Louis C.K. and he's mm-hmm. like, well, like you, what kind of stand up do you do? And I was like, oh, oh the Colleen. fourth kind. The fourth kind. Yeah, the fourth. <laughs> Like 4B, you know, stand-up-wise? <laughs> right. If you take a chart, on the X-axis, there's this, and on the Y, there's <laughs> sure. this. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you, get? Uh, you know Chevrolets. <laughs> you know how that car is? Yeah. yeah it's like comedy. A, but shorter. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. A- Less rich history than the Chevrolet. <laughs> I had that yesterday. I did a bunch of writing, and I, yeah. there's no way to, like, at the end of a bunch of writing, tell someone, this is what I did today. Yeah. Some writing. Like, there's no relatable... Right there's, thing. right, there's no, it's not like, at least music, you can say, well, it's ska, it's guitar rock, yeah. it's hip hop, it's dance, it's mm-hmm. got a fat beat and the kids like it. Right. Uh, whatever, Dick right? died to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so with writing, because you're, I mean, the stuff that you write, it is, it, Silly let's, let's just talk about, let's just, let's just dork out about you for a second because it, all that stuff is beautiful. It's, I mean, that thrilling adventure hour, it always makes me happy Thank because you. it has, it has heart and it has a, as a weird plot mm-hmm. that feels like you're like, no, this is what we're doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and right. And so, and it's smart and it's funny and I, and, it, and it's great, but there is no way to say, well, I write, uh, and oh. if you say the thing that you write, they're like, oh, like Jack Benny. And you're like, Oh, like Prairie Home Companion, but right. contemporary. Yeah, no, not um, a. I had a. We went on the Joko cruise. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, neat. We did a thing. Jonathan for, Colton. Yes. Right. Jonathan Colton invited us to his his cruise with yeah. um, 
is a remarkable thing, and everybody go. And it was a week. It was six days. Six days. Um, and how big is the? Because I I know it's a three thousand person ship, and eight hundred and fifty of them are there as audience for the Joko cruise this time, and it gets bigger each time. And the other two thousand are just cruise people. Yeah. Cruise okay. People. Mm-hmm. And um, holy cow, we did a um. We did a version, a thrilling adventure wet, we call it. Oh, nice. Uh, it, the cruise occurred during, uh, pilot season, which is when all actors in LA are reading for all shows in LA. Right. So we could bring v- none of our people. Oh, none of your people. But Paul F was on the cruise. Oh, cool. And John Hodgman was on the cruise. David Reese was on the cruise. And, uh, Sean and Sarah Watkins. Okay. Are, uh, like it was Largo camp. Yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, that's it fun. was so fun. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is that I went on one of the excursions where, they, they uh, dock and you go and it's uh, you're in Tijuana or something Jamaica or, or uh, Bahamas. It was okay. the Bahama mm, the Jamaica cruise line. It was yeah, it was Haiti. It was near Haiti. Okay. Um, and there's an excursion where you go and you uh, snorkel on okay. a coral reef. Yeah. And you pet a, a stingray. Yeah. And I had this moment where just 360 degrees around me is beautiful paradise. Yeah. And it occurred to me that, like, the reason I'm here in the middle of this warm ocean is I write cowboys punching robots. <laughs> Life is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That yeah. is – it's one of the – yeah, everybody should uh, – if you're not doing what you like out there, uh, try to find a half an hour and do what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Why don't they say that in schools? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is the new motto of the Dork Forest, by the way, because I said it last episode, I think it was, because my father has always said, well, you might as well do what you like, because I'm going to make fun of you either way. <laughs> Wait, he said he was going to make fun yeah. of you either way? Yeah. Awesome. He's like, you might as well do what you love, because I'm going to make fun of you either way. I thought you were saying they, the world is going to, oh, no. no, this is personal. <laughs> yeah, this is oh, like, yeah. oh, it's always personal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Should we uh, open up a new thing? Should we start a... You got a new one? Let's uh, start oh, another. I was going to say... It's been anchor that it's been lovely having you on the program. <laughs> it has been an hour, and uh, and it, it goes by super fast. It really does. It really You're a does. Pleasure to talk to. You. It takes a while for me to. <laughs> I'm always like, am I doing it right? It's very weird. Yes. Yeah, I'm doing it fine. Just Look, calm down, Kishan. I'm the opposite yeah. of your father. Yes. You're doing it great. It's great. It's all working out. Yeah, and- we all really love you. <laughs> Ah, thanks, man. Yes. So, this was so fun. Was Thank so you fun so much. Me. I can't wait to see more of all things, uh, all things Acker and all things Acker and Blacker. Thanks. So have a good one. Uh, take care of each other out there, Rangers. Do it. Okay, bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?